In the name of Jesus Christ, our Master, Dominus, our Lord and God, who is Master and Lord over all things. Amen. In the second chapter of the Beloved Disciples' Gospel, John writes that Jesus knew what was in a man. In Mark's Gospel, the evangelist shows us that Jesus knew what was in man. Mark shows us that when a group of four men bring a paralytic to Jesus by lowering through the roof, and Jesus sees their faith, he speaks to the paralytic man and says, Son, your sins are forgiven. Then in Mark 2, verse 7, he writes, Now some of the scribes were sitting there, Questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Oh, if they only knew. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? How could Mark know What in the world the scribes were thinking that day? Well, Mark knew because Jesus knows. And that leads me to wonder what others in the narrative might be thinking, right? Mark doesn't tell us about any of them, but we still might wonder what were they thinking? First, there's the friends of the paralytic. They go to a lot of trouble to bring this man to Jesus, even climb on the roof, mess with someone else's property to get this man to see Jesus. They must have had faith that Jesus could deliver their friend from his malady. And Jesus, in fact, saw their faith. But what were they expecting Jesus to do? I expect that what they were expecting was for Jesus to heal their friend. Yet instead, Jesus says simply, son, your sins are forgiven. So my question is, were they perhaps disappointed that Jesus did not heal their friend or at least right away? Maybe they were waiting for more to happen. Who knows? But were these friends just a bit dismayed that Jesus absolved this friend of his sins, but did not tell him to get up and walk, at least right away? Then there's the paralytic himself, right? What is he thinking? Perhaps he was aware that as bad as his physical condition was, his spiritual condition was far worse. Perhaps he was aware of his rebellion against the God of Israel. He was aware of his sins against his fellow brothers and sisters. Everyone might have thought that paralysis was his biggest malady, but because Jesus knows what is in a man, he knows better. Our Lord knew better. And perhaps so did the paralytic. So when the paralytic hears Jesus' words, son, your sins are forgiven, this, guys, is the best news that he could have had, that he could have received. Here, God's agent on earth, the Lord Jesus, the divine son of God, the master above all things, with authority above all things, all authority in heaven on earth, removes his sins 
And perhaps that's all that is needed for this man to leave that place joyous, content, feeling blessed, and praising God. Yet again, we must say that Mark doesn't tell us what the paralytic thought. But we can say definitively that the most important thing that he received that day is when Jesus, our Lord Jesus, forgave his sins. Jesus would heal him. We know this. But really, this is only secondary. The big thing was the forgiveness that the man received from the Lord Jesus himself. So we don't know exactly what the friends are thinking. We don't know exactly what the paralytic is thinking. But Mark does tell us what the scribes were thinking. In their hearts, they accused Jesus of blasphemy. In their hearts, not out loud. Because of what he said. But Jesus, again, as we said, knows what they are thinking. And he responds. And he begins with a riddle of sorts, a brain twister, if you may. What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. Or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. How would you answer that question? Put yourself in that. How would you answer that question? But don't be too quick to answer. You've got to really think about it. This question draws you in to consider every angle. And I imagine that the scribes would say, it is more difficult to say your sins are forgiven. Why? Because only God can forgive sins and God alone, not man. And as we mentioned, oh, if the scribes only knew. But they did not know at this point. They certainly did not believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. So what Jesus says, it's impossible from the perspective of the scribes. Jesus cannot do that. He does not have the authority. So from the scribes perspective, then what is easier? Well, What's the other option? It must be rise, take up your bed and walk. Now, I will grant it to you that if someone says this and the person does not get up. Everyone will know that the person speaking has no power or authority to do something like this. He's a liar as well as a blasphemer. So then it must be easier to say, son, your sins are forgiven. Except the scribes are on to something. Forgiveness of sins is ultimately the prerogative of God himself. Not just anyone can be going around speaking these words. And if the wrong person speaks them, they're ineffective. Jesus' answer to his own brain twister is rather blunt. And he says this. But that you would know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He says to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, depart to your house. And the paralytic was healed by Jesus with those words. Amazing authority. Jesus' answer to the riddle is actually a secret third option. Who cares what's easier to say? Jesus can and does say both. And when he says both, they happen. They come to pass. 
When the Lord says, rise, take up your bed and walk, it happens. And so we should know that when our Lord says, son, your sins are forgiven, it happens. Jesus does the healing to demonstrate his authority to do the forgiving. Or to put it in Jesus' own words, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Rise, pick up your bed and go home. And Mark writes, he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all. And then what is the result? It's quite amazing. So that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we've never saw anything like this. I pray that you would know by faith that Jesus has authority on earth to forgive your sins. And I would like you to pay attention to two words. On earth. You don't need to wait until you are face to face with God, either after your death, your physical death, or at the resurrection. When Jesus gives his word, it accomplishes what it says in the here and now. The divine son of God, master of all things, has authority over the power of sin here and now. Not just in the future. He forgives sins. He releases sinful people from the wages of that sin. Spiritual and physical death. He does that here and now just in the future. It's sure and it's certain. And what's extraordinary is that Jesus gives this amazing authority to his church. So that his word and authority to forgive sins may continue to reach the ears of God's people in the present, in the here and the now. Jesus says in John's gospel to the twelve, as the father is sending me, so am I sending you. And what is he sending them to do? Well, here I'll tell you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And this authority is passed down to others to do ministry to the ends of the earth. It's extraordinary that God would use sinners to perform such a task. Following the forgiveness of the paralytic, Jesus calls Levi, Matthew, a tax collector, to follow him as disciple, just as he called four fishermen earlier. And as you know, you probably know, this would have been shocking to many, scandalous. Tax collectors were generally seen as unclean collaborators with the Roman oppressors. And so perhaps unable to be forgiven, irredeemable. Whether or not Levi was guilty of any other open sins, we do not know. Yet he was a tax collector. That was enough. Nevertheless, Jesus calls Levi to follow him. This implies, too, of course, that Levi was forgiven. The Son of Man had authority to forgive sins on earth. 
Levi's life is redeemed as Jesus also gives him a higher purpose. And Levi eventually becomes an apostle who will proclaim the gospel of God's reign and even cast out an unclean spirit just as Jesus is doing. So the Son of Man forgives the sins even of tax collectors. Yes. Jesus sits down to table fellowship with Levi and other tax collectors and sinners. And it is possible he even forgave some of them. Yes, the Son of Man has authority to forgive even the sins of those that polite society might consider. Hey, there's no way. Irredeemable. That person doesn't deserve uh, forgiveness. Not so fast. You and I don't either. There is no one that our Lord cannot redeem. The scribes and the Pharisees will complain. They'll grouse about how Jesus eats and associates with sinners. But Jesus responds again of whom he has come, to whom he has come. It is not the healthy who have need of a doctor, but the sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And how good, how much of good news that is for each one of us. That the Lord Jesus, the divine Son of God, has come in our midst to send and, and give out and, and give his authority over the power of sin to come to you directly. God the Father has, has sent Jesus to forgive sins on earth and Jesus has sent others with that power and authority to do the same. We ourselves have heard these words of forgiveness many, many times. But we must remember, because it truly gives a lot of comfort, is that those words come from as if they were from Jesus himself, with his command and his authority. We can take comfort that when we hear the words of forgiveness from those called and ordained ministers of the word, the words that we receive are just as sure and just as certain as if Jesus himself spoke them, because they are the Lord's. May the Lord God, our Heavenly Father, grant you to trust solely in your Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and preserve you in the faith both now and unto life everlasting. For he truly is Lord of all. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.